Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most innovative, you know, technological machine you'll ever find and it's so easy to use you know we have three of them we love them um they they, they're always they're always giving to the community but they're always innovating on their own on their own products too so go over and check them out mention coach unplugged and they'll give you a four hundred dollars off for coach collins um and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches it's got everything you need to become a better basketball coach. We always tell our players that we want them to work on their craft. Well, are you working on yours? And that's one of the ways I've worked on my craft. It's something, you know, from someone that's been, that's coaching a nationally ranked team that has won numerous state titles, that has done those things. This is what, you know, I spent several years putting this together of things that would, that I could share with the world to make coaches better. And the roadmap will take care of it and will walk you through everything you need. So go over and check it out. And just in closing, if you like this podcast, go over and check out High School Hoops. Go over and check out the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Go over and check out Funnel Down Defense Podcast. All of them are great. Um, and leave a five-star review. We'd love that. All right, have a great day. I mean, it's just, it, it, I'm not, I'm real. I'm right. like, yep. I just, and the best advice one of my coaches said was, and could we have won more? Yes. But he's like, he says, get out of their way. That's And Showy, Showy did that. He says, get out of their way. Like, let them do what they got to do. You can yep. take care of that stuff in practice, but you know, you can over, like Pewaukee right. just, he, that coach, he just lets them go. Like, they're just yep. going. Like, let's, yep. here we go. Let's play. Yeah, let's he's, he's good. He's good too. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. Well, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is or coach at a practice? I'd probably say communication, um, especially defensively. Um, I, again, I, get, I don't know if it's getting worse because of the kids. They're all so video game centric and computer centric. It's just gotten worse. Um, but it's, it's, 
you, you get on them, you get on them, you get on them, and then game time rolls around and you just don't hear a word or, or whatever it is. So it's just, it's a constant battle of getting them to communicate with each other. And it's like, I'm not doing it to hear your voices. I don't like your voices. I just want to win and I want to see you guys have some success and we're going to, we're not going to do it unless you guys communicate. Who's helping who? Who's got which gap? Who's in which position? I got your help. It, it's just, it's, it's a constant battle of, of getting them to do it. And it's not just where I'm at. It was, it's been at every stop I've been at. It's just a constant battle of, of getting it. So it's, but I think the only way to do it is I, I make, we're running. If you're not talking in practice, if we're doing a drill and I don't hear all five voices, we're on the line. And I, and I do you think that. there's a correlation between that and the games then? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to trust me. I have the same exact yeah. issue. So I'm just trying to problem solve with you. Like how do we, I, I tell them, here's what I tell them. I say the most important game that you ever play in, you will not hear your teammates unless you are literally screaming. Right. I go, what do you mean? I go, it's going to be in a gym. It's not going to be at the state tournament. Can we argue that the most important tournament game is the state championship? Yes. And will you sure. hear them in there? Yes. Right. But I'm saying you don't play in that game unless you win the sectional final. In the sectional finals, it's going to be 3,000 people in a gym that's about 125 degrees. Yep. And you are, every time there's a basket scored, it's going to, you're not going to hear it. You're going to hear nothing. Like I, I have literally berated officials for 30 minutes and they have heard zero that I, because they can't hear me. Right. Like they can, so they can't team me because they can't hear me. Right. So if they can't hear me, you can't hear me because they're two feet from me. So that's what I try to convey to them. But it's like, you're right. How do you correlate the practice thing to the game thing? I think is a really hard yeah. pivot. Actually. I actually had a little bit more success communication wise when we went to, um, we went, I'd say probably 80, 20, we went two, three, um, 80, two, three and, and 20 man. And it might've been more than that in certain games, but I felt like they had much better communication in our two, three, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe because the calls are easier. Um, but we actually had really good communication and hands were pointing, fingers are pointing in our two, three, where I think in man, there's just, there's so many things you can say or could say. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe they get held up on what to say that. I don't know, but we and, had really and that's what I've been working on is like a terminology, like saying, right. these are the five things you should be saying, like help right. screen left, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So they know what to say. You're right. The, my matchup tend my matchup, like three, two or two, three tends yeah. to be a better communicator. That's interesting. I wonder why that is, but I think, yeah, you're right. It's probably the drops and the, amount of space that they have to move is probably less. Right. I would agree. Yep. And um, if you're just not responsible, you're responsible for, again, an area, um, a zone. So I think maybe just that you're more comfortable and that you're not going to be moving all over the court. Um, you got to make sure your eyes on your guy and this. So I think, I just think it's a little less responsibility for them. So they feel more comfortable communicating. What's the most common thing in your league, like offense and defense wise? Uh, defense is man. Um, we're in Wisconsin for people right. to know we're in Wisconsin and the Bennett's and the Ryan's are still like, yep. Yeah. So it's the defense is, is again, going to what the Pac-Man or the pack line, uh, man is the most common defense. Um, offensively, offensively, very, some teams run a lot of sets. Um, and then just kind of, it's more of a four out one in dribble drive. And then there's a lot, there's not a lot of 
continuity anymore though um like we run a continuity whereas there's not much continuity. you do what do you run for continuity i, I guess i shouldn't say it's the continuity. i consider it a continuity as far as teaching it but we run the read and react okay um, yeah yeah, yeah. i consider continuity more like the swinger right or flex and stuff and it's funny i won state titles with flex yeah like like we've talked about germantown won three in a row running running the swing so it's right it, well they could have run they could have run anything and well, i yeah, could have run could've. anything the thing is, the one, the one thing about that offense is I ran it because I wanted to take away. Like, I had such good players like Vander and Wesley yep. and Jerron. Like, if I just let them go, it was like, it was going to be like, I needed to be able to put them right. in spots. And that right. was the easiest way for me to put them in spot. That It's like half the time we didn't run it the way we were supposed to run it. But it was like, at least they were, they were in the proper locations. And we had people posting up and we had this and this. But yeah, I think it was the same with Showy. You could have run anything. Most of the time it was, it was transition, get a couple passes and somebody dribble drives and attacks the basket anyway. That's usually what it was. Right, right. It wasn't like come down. Well, and I was just talking to another coach too. And this is something to think about. If you think about the game, it's four spots. It's offense and defense. Mm -hmm. It's transition to offense and transition to defense. And we spent our time on the first two and not as much time on the last two. Yep. And that's where Shoei was really good because his transition from defense to offense was really good. Yeah, that was, I'd say that was anywhere from 30 to 40% of our practice every day was get the ball out of the net and go. And that's what, with my team coming up my next year or two, is that that's what we're going to spend. I mean, us, we're, us too. We yeah, we're going to, we're, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that transition, to defense and transition to offense. Yep, yep. And we're going to, I'm going to knock on some wood. If people can hear that. If we stay healthy, I'll have the guards to pressure 36 minutes. Right. And then I'm going to have the guards and the offense to be able to, to push the ball up the court. Like, I mean, my last state tournament team, when I had Chris in 2017, when I had Chris Knight, we were in the 40. We had to be, because it was like, yeah. that was just, we couldn't do that. We right. only had six players. Like, yeah, I'm, so. I'm all guard. So I have to, we have to get out and run. I don't have a quote unquote big man this year. So it's, so I'm reading, I'll, I'll, I'm reading a book right now, the, the physics of basketball, which is really intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, um, what's your theory on rebounding? Cause I, I th that's a point where I think people don't spend rebounding drills. We've tried. They don't work. They don't no. work. I'm just telling people they don't work, but I've, and I've always had pretty good rebounding teams. Um, I'm a little smaller, like you said, um, yeah. There's some physics to where that ball is going to bounce. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to spend, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to be a point of emphasis. We, we don't get out of school till end of next week. So I can't do anything to the end of next Us week. Too, yeah, the 10th is our. So, but once that happens, it's like, I think re rebounding is one of those points. I think we can get really good in our league at like, yeah. we're just going to come at you and we're going to crash the offensive glass and we are, go ahead, get the rebound and go, but we're just going to come at you. Like we're going to be, cause yeah, we're going to, we're going to be much heavier to the offensive glass this year. Um, and then again, just trying to, with our lack of size, I mean, my tallest guy is going to be six, two, maybe six, three with, and what do you do? What, and what did Shoei do on a defensive rebound? Was did he, did he have to get it to his son? I mean, how did that work? Or was no, it well, Z Z his son was the, was the right side up the, up the right side. So our showtime was always up the right. So it was a, it was a J cut from our point guard, whatever side he was on, he was in a J cut to get a nice momentum and our our bigs were passing it up to well, our what happens there. if they couldn't get it you had to get it to <laughs> um i mean obviously there's we had other well, yeah, six you had a six ten kit i mean yeah, yeah. so like, I mean, do you run will you run that with your group i do it where i don't they don't have to be up the right side the point guards on the right side already doesn't make any sense to have because showy would have us loop all the way around make a j cut to so we have momentum going up the right sideline 
Whereas I'm like, if he's on the right side, just J cut to the left sideline. And then it's just to get the ball up as fast as you can to that wing. Um, and then you're hitting the trailer. And that's where we got a lot of our baskets were hitting that trailer. If the, if the six, eight guy at the trailer couldn't shoot it, he was going to dump it to a high low to a seven footer on the block. Right. And we were, yeah. And you had some advantages on that, Yeah, but it, it's so, so, so it's go to the corner. It's J cut, go to the corner. And then what it's, well, it's J cut. It's actually like L like free throw line extended. Um, so it's, you want to get the ball up by the, by the opposite coach's line. That was our, that was our little line that we had. Okay. To, yep. So uh, you're, you're throwing a long pass. Um, so we had to get up faster. So the other team couldn't, obviously because they know what's coming but we we ran so fast you couldn't deny that pass um and then we're looking for post touches on that right side block first um and then the point guard swings through to the opposite corner um after he makes that pass we're looking trail shot trail high low um and then if none of that's open then we're getting into the offense offense. ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah, so we're, like I said, I'm just going to do that. It doesn't matter side. Whereas at, when I was at Germantown, it was right side or like you were so going. If you, right. So you, you, so it basically went J cut corner trail. Don't have anything. We're, and I'm going to, I'm going to work a little of like pops weak side motion into my transition this year. Um, so our, our one will swing opposite and then he'll push down the opposite wing and he'll set a cross screen for the block, the guy on the block to maybe get a post touch. Um, and then the trailer is going to set a pin down screen for the opposite wing to shoot straight up and then we can maybe have a shot there and then that works naturally into our five out or our four out one in that we're going to run this year i think that would work in our league i really do yeah if you if like i said that's i spent so much time in high school working on it as a player that that's why we were really good at it um whereas this year is my first year i had so much to put in i didn't i i mean it's my fault but i didn't get enough time to put it in this year um so it's just like we weren't as good transitioning so so, but so going back to my initial theory if you're working on those four things that's transition from defense to offense that should be a big chunk of your project like i said we had we're going from again what the kids tell me they kind of ran a dribble drive last year but they they never can tell me any of the rules like like before i got there they can never tell me any of the rules or any of the positioning they couldn't tell me any of it because i again i just don't know if it was taught perfectly or what so i had to like take them from scratch and put in a they were coming with nothing and and so i was like all right i gotta put in an offense and then we're struggling defensively and we had to go to two, three due to so what, 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 so, so let's talk, let's talk off season. So what's, what, what is your, what are you, cause I'll, I will, I'll tell you what kind of what my thought is. What are you doing come June 10th or whenever school gets out? What, what are you trying to get out of the June? I don't know how many of your guys play in July. I lose my guys. A lot of my I'm, guys. I'm going to lose a chunk of them. Um, I, I think so, I got, I, so first of all, if the WA listens to my podcast, which they don't, the, the, the date should be June 1. Like there's been yeah. kids, there've been like like the private schools have been out of school for three weeks. Right. Well, they like, get so longer. We have, they get longer. How is that fair? Yeah, we have we have summer league Monday on the sixth. It's our first summer league game, and I can't coach in it because the kids aren't coach out of either. We've already played. Thursday. We we played in the Frank. We're playing in the Franklin one. I can't coach oh. in it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Then I can't coach on Monday. I can't coach right. on Monday. Oh, oh okay. Like. Yeah. 
like what am i supposed to do like yeah, it should be june 1 to july 31st whatever but right well yeah. it, it is the dumbest thing ever and it's not fair they talk about being fair and right. equal rules it's not equal no. rules what are you talking about we get out of school <laughs> june 10th and there's been they've had three extra weeks like and yeah, i'm not so getting anything out of july no that's the funny part like what do you think i'm getting out of july july is like a joke like yep. after the fourth of july I just trying to get them in and get shots up and maybe play a little bit. That's yep. all I'm trying to do after that. Like whatever. Right. And then football starts August one or whatever. So yeah, I, I luckily don't have much in the way of football because our football attendance is really low for our school as well. So, but I don't have any basketball players that are like, I'm not risking the injury in football. So I don't lose right. any kids to football. So I get a little bit more fall as far as just getting them in the gym. Yeah. And um, I can get them in the gym and stuff and shooting right. and stuff like that. But I, I, I'm not a big believer in fall league. I'm really not. I don't. Think I wasn't. I wasn't either. And we did it last year, and I enjoyed it because um, I think it got us kind of more into the. Because I didn't have football players. I didn't have. Again, I didn't have. You know, May or July. So it's like I want to get them in yeah. organized, doing something. Um. So I had obviously that, but the parents and the kids liked it. So we're gonna do it again this. But I think it's more of just kind of like like we said, getting them in the gym, um, and doing whatever. But my June is this year is gonna be spent um, a lot on those kind of those gray areas that I didn't get a ton of time to spend in the season. Um, okay. Which is what the transition stuff, um, okay. really getting those minute details. We struggled a lot with baseline out of bounds. Our kids just could not remember them for the life of them. Um, so I want to really pound those into their heads in the yeah. summer. Okay. Um, so that when we come in the season, I don't have to spend, I want to use summer as the install. They're going to forget. They're going to forget that from June to November, but they very well could, but at least if yeah. it's, if they've seen it before, yeah. Then it's then it's the the teaching of it isn't two weeks. It's a day. Um. So I just want to use the summertime as the the stuff is installed, but it's more of the 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 refining it. So then when November was it sixteenth this year, November sixteenth yeah. hits, I we can get out and go. We can right. get on the ground and run instead of because we got a game eleven days later. So instead right. of instead of spending those two weeks installing something and breaking it down one one on ones and two on twos, it's all right, now let's really get into the fine details of how do we counter this defensive action on right. defense? How do we counter this offensive set? Those kind of things. Whereas I, I like that. I like that too. Yeah. I think, I think, and for people listening, I think the key is get shots up, get yeah. become better shooters. Mm -hmm. That's one thing you can do in the summer. And then we use it like our, our man defense was horrible. I mean, the pandemic killed us. Like, cause literally this year I coached, Everyone I coached this year, I had never coached before. So that's yep. why I took it until Christmas to get decent because I had to teach them everything. We couldn't right. play man because they, they didn't even know what arm to put up. It's like it was crazy land. Yeah, we, you know, I had a we couldn't run man. We couldn't run man because we were following like it was just, it was just we were just so far behind. So we yep. had to play zone more than I than I necessarily wanted to. So we're gonna get better at pressure. We're going to get better at our man defense. The rest yep. of the stuff, I get it. I can, I can maybe do that. But yeah, it's like I. That's what I want. I just want. I want to work on those specific things because I think that will that will help a lot. Yeah, honest with you. Just as far as getting them better and like get to the helpline, like you know, yeah. we're man. pushing. We're going to push baseline too. We're going to you know because we that's, run the funnel. I do. Yeah. We run the funnel, so we push baseline. But then when we funnel, we don't let you reverse it, which messes people up to know yep. tomorrow. It's just like they don't know what to do because all offenses want to move left to right or right to left. And when you don't let them do that, it freaks them out. Like, mm -hmm. You know what it does? It speeds them up yep. just enough. It speeds them up. Just a little bit of panic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, and then we'll trap in that short corner and it just, 
like it'll be perfect so yep. that's what we're gonna work on this summer kind of working on that funnel and then work on our just straight man you know i i, I like pushing middle if you, especially if you got a big and i got a decent big but I think the baseline is just so much easier to. I, I just, I, it's an extra defender. That's what I. Is. That's what I tell the kids as you have one other defender, and if you, and if you're pushing the right way, you also have the sideline as another defender. So you've got right. two extra defenders with your guy who we call it the stop sign. Who should be at the stop sign? Right. Again, that's the big struggle is getting the guys there. They, they don't get over there. They don't. No. You know. Yeah. They all think they're seven foot and can go from the block to opposite block to block the shot. Where it's like you can't get get under the hoop look be able to look up through the net and right. it's two steps it's like i know and it's it's trust me the pandemic messed them up like yeah. all that stuff because they lost they just lost they lost a year of right. really good teaching it's yep. in the classroom too it's like they're all behind in everything yep, yep. so if you can if you can close that gap that's where it's going to be um it's going to be better um yeah. so you basically if you go the 10th you got like two weeks you got two three weeks with them and that's it Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to get my five contact days in pretty quick. Um, yeah, we're, I'm using two. I'm using two. I'm playing in that thing in Appleton for the WIAs. Yeah, that, that opens. So I'm going to use two of my five in that. Take one of my assistants up and we'll coach him in that. Um, I don't remember that is. That's the end of June. I think it's the 26th. Yeah, I mean, something, like, something that. like that. I didn't. I wasn't going to have enough kids for any tournaments this year. I, I asked around. So I was like, let's just we'll play in our summer league and, and I'll use my contact days as practice, basically. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and and for people that do that, like uh, some of these places are crazy. Like Texas, you can like have, they can have them during the school day kind of, it's crazy land. Like, yeah, there's a lot of states that it's just like, if you want it, if your kids are willing to work every day, you can have them. I know it's, it's, uh, it, it, you gotta go into those things knowing it's summer though, too. That's, that's, that was the hardest part for me. It's like, it's different. Like I just got to make sure they kind of know what we're doing. Right. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not November 16th. Right. Let's, where... let's get them used to the terminology. Let's get them used to the the big picture and we'll work on the small stuff in November. Well, yeah, yeah we'll work on, on, on that specific stuff. Yep. Um, what, what do you think the hardest thing for you to teach it? You specifically? I'd say now that I'm really running this is setting screens, like how to, how to really be in the position again, like we talked earlier, not move and not throw that hip or that shoulder in at the last second. Um, but just getting kids to want to hit the defender and not just why well, was in the way and he didn't, he didn't hit me. So it's like looking and seeking for that contact. And and our phrase was crave the contact. And I got to keep putting it in their heads is crave that contact. Um, but again, it's, it's difficult. I can't, I don't know what drill to put them in to make them want to put their shoulder chest into that guy's shoulder. I don't, that I don't know. Right. And I, and I, and I have the guy coming off the screen when it's not a ball screen, when I have him come off the screen, I have him pause at the screen. Um, yeah, I, I use that as a, as a tactic. I don't have it as an every time, but maybe it, it helps because they it, only yeah. do it about half the time anyway. So I tell them they should do it every right. time and then they only do it half the time, but it yeah. lets them read, it lets them read that. And, and it, it you know, are you going to slip? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? It just, I think it gives them that little space of, um, yeah, we we pause when we get to what we call the decision point, um, right. which is that spot halfway between the free throw or the lane line extended and the three point line on the volleyball line. We call that our decision point. So they get to that spot and they kind of turn to the ball and see which read they're going to make, whether it's the slip, straight cut, or curl. 
So I guess that we can consider that our, our pause. We're not doing it like at the screener, um, but we're, we are pausing for a half second just to kind of see what read we want to make, based, obviously based on the defense. What's the, what, what, what does your practice look like? I'm always intrigued with people's practices. Um, so it's, again, we start with that four minute shooting, get our dynamic stretching in. Um, and then we get shots up to start. I want to start the day getting some conditioning in via shot. So whether it's, um, Jones shooting, which I have in there as, as my favorite drill, um, or we do four minute shoot, like a different four minute shooting. I, I call it, I don't remember what I call it, but, um, but that's just three guys and we're constantly sprinting from three line to three line, making a pass just to get some conditioning and shots up. Right. Then we're, then we'll break it down, whether it's our pick and roll coverage defense or getting that ball. Like we've talked about getting up that ball at the right sideline as fast as we can. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, maybe go over and check out coach Collins's other podcasts, teacher sidekick and high school hoops. Um, subscribe, like leave a five-star review maybe. And then uh, also you can go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.